0: guys welcome to the blessed girl podcast show hope you're doing awesome and staying safe i'm here to welcome you to my first ever episode i hope you love it share it and enjoy it so today we are going to talk about someone who is a runner is someone who believes in sustainable life choices and definitely contributing a lot towards environmental health and fitness she's one of the person i would i was really fascinated when i spoke to her because the spirit and the perseverance she has towards anything she does really drives me to talk to her more. I really would love to welcome Shilpi Sahu to my show. Thanks, Swan. So I would uh, like to know from you that what, first of all, encouraged you to start as a sustainable lifestyle? Journey.
1: I think it would have started in around 2010. Um, I think I was, uh, I, won't, I don't think I was doing anything uh, sustainably at that point point I mean anything special different from what others do in terms of managing waste or uh, commuting or um, involving myself with anything any social cause Mm. Uh, I think it started with composting and running so and both started near around the same time running actually started earlier okay Uh, so you were the fitness enthusiast
0: first and then you started with the sustainable lifestyle you have to do something about those things
1: yeah I mean fitness wise I think I always understood the meaning of staying healthy and uh, fit because those are the things people take for granted till they get some issue and then they start uh, but usually by then it's late uh, but then I was I used to run in school and uh, of course not long distances or anything but I know that how it feels when you're active versus when you're inactive right so through school and college I was always quite active and uh, I used to enjoy running so I started quite late I mean in terms of long distance running like a 10k Mm. uh, it was a very long distance for me so but i started because i felt that okay my friend can do it so i, I can also to, do it yeah. so but when i t- did that you know i went for tcs 10k in 2010 with very little training with a sprained ankle and all that uh i managed to do it it was not too hard so and i'm trying
0: to know that how much you clocked that point of
1: time 2010 that was the one or 12 minutes wonderful yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was yeah it was not very fast it was not very slow First. and it felt very good the important thing is it felt very good and I was like 32 years old Mm. So by that time usually people say you have settled down and your uh, body will start to break up is what people will tell that all your running playing days are over in your uh, teenage and 20 years so I mean they say things like that right by 30 your kids should be grown up and you should be only worried about work and home nothing else Uh, so when I started doing that I felt like I was really feeling good both physically and mentally and although it took me some more time few more years to get into a rhythm to exercise mm-hmm. regularly but I realized that I really enjoy running yeah. and um, also then I realized that you know what people say about exercise and all it's it's all they don't have any experience in it they just say things because yeah. they have heard it somewhere yeah. so the same thing I think that I began to really question many things around mm-hmm. uh, so and then 2010 is also when I started composting mm-hmm. um, yeah. I read about a newspaper that there is a company called Daily Dump and uh, they give out composters so I went and bought it it is not expensive. It's yes. Some yeah. Rupees, yeah. Which is nothing, actually. Even yes. 10 years back, it was 600 and 800 rupees. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of keeping your waste at home and composting it. Yeah. Um, I thought, what is there to lose? It's something to try out. If yeah. you, if it doesn't work, then okay, fine. You can throw it away.
0: Absolutely. Right?
1: Anyway, yeah. you're throwing it away. So you'll throw it after failing for a couple exactly. of months. Yeah. But actually then I realized that it was not difficult. Of course, it takes some time to perfect it, perfect the art that how wet it should be. And then what happens when it goes wrong? It will mm. stink or it will attract some insects. Then you figure yeah. out how to solve that. So, uh, so most people, I think, give up very quickly or they yes. expect that it will all work. And yeah. that works for actually almost everything that you do in your life. If you start something, you, there will be a learning curve yeah right. so whether you start running whether you start composting it's all the same absolutely uh, the person yeah. who doesn't uh fail is the person who keeps trying absolutely so
0: wow the moment Thank you, you
1: stop trying the moment yeah. you stop trying you have either succeeded or you have failed, failed. most likely have, that's why you stopped absolutely. so yeah i start posting that time hmm. and uh, i don't think i was perfect to start with but it became better and better and it's like in indian climate hmm. heat drives, uh, so what was
0: is, what was the steps like you would uh you would just uh usually uh, just take your uh, kitchen waste and just put it and uh, compost it. That's it, right? That's yeah, I'll put into. the
1: kitchen waste and I'll add some sawdust or cocoa peat. Mm. Uh, there is nothing else is required actually. It's just a self-sustaining process. Yes. And if composting was something very hard at an individual level, you'll not be able to sustain. But actually it's Absolutely. easy. Yes. Especially in Indian uh, climate, it's very easy. Mm. Uh, then the other thing is you realize things like uh, it is more effort now for me to throw it away mm. and not compost it absolutely and putting things in a plastic bag i realized that the whole idea of putting things in a plastic bag actually makes the waste smell more. absolutely um, yes and uh, greens you know the vegetable waste if you mix it with plastic another thing it actually stinks but absolutely. if you i keep it outside in a like a bucket open bucket nothing happens actually it will yeah. rot slowly it will uh, mm. it doesn't smell it's just uh, yes uh, it's just a decay and yeah. uh, decay is not bad you know it's, really, it's the same fruits and vegetables you're eating Mm. and they suddenly don't become so toxic that you can't touch them absolutely so So was there any resistance
0: from home or neighbors or uh, you know like i see a lot of people having a concern like that kind of a thing that you know Yeah, those are all mental concerns yeah people think
1: that it will be a problem but they they themselves did not try it Mm. Uh, and then yeah you should do you should first of all you should uh, be ready to fail at it right and then do some research to figure out you know what kind of composting you are doing are you doing aerobic anaerobic hmm. both are different methods so what, are, then what then is what is an- an- aerobic an- aerobic composting and anaerobic composting so aerobic composting is uh, composting in presence of oxygen hmm. and anaerobic comp- composting is presence uh, composting in the absence of oxygen okay um, So which is mostly called a bokashi method okay um, but uh, both are both both can be tried out in individual level i think bokashi is somewhat it's a two step process the first step is anaerobic and second step is aerobic mm, um, mm. and for some people that works out better mm. uh, but I think um, if you have open areas I think aerobic is better mm. uh, and even nowadays you get uh, composters that you can put in your balcony and they look yes. good yeah um, daily, um, composed,
0: compost, uh, daily compost uh,
1: has uh, it and it looks yeah. quite nice it's in my drawing room uh, balcony mm. nobody realizes that that it's a composter and mm. sometimes um, yeah so aerobic composting usually doesn't have any smell mm. um, and uh, it takes about some two months to to breaking down but there are few mm. things which take longer so I can't given that I have a very small uh, space uh, I don't have uh, I cannot handle 100% of my waste mm. but I handle about 90% 80 to 90% yeah. I, think I think which can... is
0: excellent which is really excellent because yeah. even if you are taking care of 90% just the 10% the, 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 imagine the volume of uh, waste which is going out. so even if I start doing or my neighbors start doing or people who are listening to us doing it just with the 90% I mean the results would be incredible, you know, it, it can be something yeah, which
1: yeah. can be there very is big. No need to be. I feel there is no need to be perfect at it, even yeah. if you're imperfect at it, it is fine. Mm. Uh, it's better than not doing anything. And actually, Absolutely. because uh, I, I'm not a very good gardener, it's not like I grow a lot of things, but I realize mm. that my plants survive now. Uh, uh, earlier, my, I just could not keep anything alive, now, some things are alive, uh, and that's only because I add compost and water, I don't really do anything else. And because it's a very small garden, right? Very small balcony, mm. I can't get anybody to come and uh, you know do, give any gardening services or something because it's such a small balcony I mean, usually these things are possible for people who have bigger terrace gardens mm, so absolutely yeah uh, that's so, very nice so, yeah. yeah and the other thing is worst case you know composting you have no takers for compost go and put it under a tree put yeah. it in your common garden that is also fine it, yeah it works. sure uh, the, and it's easier like I said yeah right, it's much easier for me to compost than to not compost like I will put give it in a bucket mm. To, uh, the housekeeping staff and i do give out sometimes some big things like you know the pineapple oh, which yeah. i can't fit inside my composter i do mm. give it out sure so uh now since you are sharing that
0: it's been a 10 years now and uh you have been running and you have maintained this lifestyle so if i ask you uh this is something uh where you know there we could have and it's so much possible that we take care of it so do you do you find any kind of uh, like that kind of a hindrance or and Anything which you feel this could. Cool
1: um, I think uh, people are not; uh, they don't connect the dots that why there is so much waste on the road hmm. versus uh, what action can I take to reduce it. Yeah. Um, partly, it's also the government. It's it's not that if all of uh, if my apartment, let's say everybody starts composting, what would happen is that our apartments waste management will become easier. Yeah. Uh, but also that uh, most people don't like to change. Yeah. They like doing things the way they they have been used to doing, and also how their parents lived. They don't like changing. More of conditioning uh, part. Uh, and other thing is, they think that how are they affected by not composting? They are not affected. Hmm. See, somebody who is affected by our waste is staying in the outskirts of the city, hmm. and that person is living next to a landfill. Our waste is going there. Hmm. You are hmm. unless you are affected by what waste you're producing at a local level you will never even feel the need for it there Mm. is no compulsion to start composting what Mm. do you get when you compost and you fail what Mm. is the motive that makes you try again
0: yeah for some of us
1: it is just curiosity and the fact that we want to see it working Mm. and that Mm. uh, and also you know in my case i like to try out things So, So it was
0: never a struggle for you. I mean, it was never a challenge that, uh, you know, this is something, uh, it's not a hindrance. I'll just keep trying. I'll keep going. It was like that for you? Was it like that? Yeah,
1: I was like, uh, uh, you know, a cauliflower stem is supposed to break down. It will break down. So, let me keep it. What will happen? Flies will come. Flies did not come. Um, Rat will come. Rat also didn't come.
0: So... Yeah, so uh, it's very nice. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. The uh, yeah. lizards came because mm. uh, lizards like the insects which are which grow inside compost. And uh, the good thing is the lizards don't want to come inside the house anymore. They want to stay near the compost. So, th- <laughs> so there is an ecosystem there. Hmm. which uh, the lizards are controlling the insects sure and so uh, i think the course, your, sorry I, yeah
0: sorry you said something.
1: Uh, and, and there are different kinds of insects which come to compost it's not houseflies. it's a yes. different set of insects which don't cause any disease they so i think
0: uh, they are more of like a healthy for the soil mm-hmm. is what i have been reading yeah, and, and understanding the soil, the soil yeah
1: there is a black soldier fly maggot which grows inside the compost. It doesn't grow anywhere else. It grows mm. only inside compost. Uh, and it, the smell of that uh, maggot keeps the uh, house flies out. So okay. in that balcony, I do not have house flies. If they come, they come from the other balcony.
0: Mm. Got it. So, uh, I mean, uh, in a way that uh, the kind of, uh, kind of, uh, dedication you have shown to this lifestyle, or um, you know the perseverance which is required, I think it shows in your running as well. And uh, being a runner for almost like ten years now. Uh, you know, you simply run very seamlessly, three hours, 30 minutes. And, you know, like, it's, of course, an effort from the body. But what I meant was somewhere uh, when you run, I've seen you running and I know from very from the various events. So uh, there is always a, uh, you know, a seamless uh, running. It's not like too much of effort. So I would love to know that um, that does it come with a, a lifestyle which you have maintained? because of that or you have chosen also you prefer a plant-based uh, meal right you go with plant-based diets and you go with uh, more of uh, healthy choices so has it happened because of that or you just train very well in your race what is it
1: so um okay so connecting these two things so let me start with the running first so running when i started of course it was not easy to run um, and my first 10k was very slow and easy. Yeah. and I took breaks wherever I you know felt tired I took so yeah. I think it's more about taking your body along with you uh, you cannot you cannot put your body through a lot of stress if you do then you will get injured and I have got running injuries by injury mm. I don't mean that falling an in injury yeah. but of course a running injury uh, your body is not used to that kind of physical activity so you have to take it along slowly mm. and uh, you also have to build uh, some mental resilience in mm. addition to physical resilience yeah. so if something I feel that you cannot continue doing something which you find very hard Mm. if you find if you enjoy something number one and secondly if you find that it is doable you will you are more likely to keep doing that Mm. Uh, any Mm. exercise whether it's exercise it's worth anything it applies to everything if I find driving very difficult uh, I can't do it Uh, I drove for number of years and uh, I said that okay it's not for me it's not working out for me I'm just finding very stressful so I don't drive anymore I can drive but I don't drive yeah Uh, so when it comes so to So you cycle.
0: Running, we, we would love to hear more on that as well. Yeah. yeah cycling so, to
1: work. So something that you haven't done before. Ten K of course I didn't even bother taking you advice on whether I should run or not. Said, so mm. let me try it out and let me see whether I can do it or not. When I did it, I ran my first race. I felt that okay. It felt tough, but it felt good. It was mm. not so hard that I felt sick afterwards. Mm. I didn't come back and sleep for ten hours. No. Yeah. I had a very normal day after that. Mm. So and it took me a long time to get into a habit of Running regularly, hmm. uh, but once I did, you know, I ran a half marathon, then a full marathon, and how much ga- I
0: did. gap you gave for yourself, like from 10k to 42, how much uh, the, the transition was?
1: 10 to 21 was, I think, about two years. Okay. And uh, once I started running half marathon, I was a little more regular. Okay. Um, and uh, after half marathon, maybe one more year, I were uh, doing full marathon. I had no plans of doing the marathon; it just
0: happened. Okay. Um,
1: so you were not Looking
0: to it, you were not. Looking no, no. I,
1: I thought forty-two is very long. Who is going to run so? So mm-hmm. even twenty-one k felt like never-ending. The first one. Yeah. So uh, and of course, I I used to be very. I used to be not so regular in running. I would run some days a week. And as a small child, mm-hmm. I whatever I could do, I would do. But then slowly, you know, it's about uh, um, these multiple years of running. Right. Yeah. Uh, body also starts getting used to it. Yeah. So uh, so after that, yeah, I think once I started running full marathon I slowly became more and more regular but I would say that my mileage has actually increased over the years mm. and increased very comfortably because I did not I would of course try to do intervals at workout. Yeah. but uh, whenever it, I would feel that okay I can't do it anymore I would stop Got it. Uh, mm. or I would take a break because whenever I didn't do it I would get injured mm. and there are times when you're, you're you know you're not doing anything uh, very hard workout, but still you get injured Absolutely. so in those times you have to just stay dressed and mm. uh, you know, do physical therapy and figure out what went wrong yeah. so it's been i think a very gradual increase and so do
0: you keep any journal like a running journal or anything like uh, you know so
1: if i'm training for an event uh, i follow some kind of plan and i try to stick to it okay. and then again in the plan there are some workouts i feel like okay i can't do them they're too tough yeah. then i would skip it or i'll make it easier mm. but typically you know when there are no events like during the past year i didn't really run any so yeah. then i would simply pick up plan and try to stick to it and at the end of it i'll just go somewhere and run that like mm-hmm. 21k file. i took a 21k plan yeah uh on the net i mean i, I don't have a coach for anybody yeah. but mm-hmm. i just take the plan i run it and then i would go and uh, do that distance in some place or, mm-hmm. or around Lake or yeah. so um, more like a time trial and yeah. uh, so that way i know that okay i am training you know, maybe not at a very high intensity but um i'm keeping fit because i otherwise yeah. I don't have that exercise and yeah. uh, I'm not it, going to work so I'm not cycling also yeah. so it feels good to stay active and not yeah. sit all the time yeah. for the so how does uh, start the
0: uh, journey for uh, cycling to work started for you and uh, you came up with a so, lot of uh, you know you've been involved a lot of cyclists as well with you and I see uh, you mean I think at least Friday you try to go uh, work at least cycling and I think more it's very frequent for you now than what it was so uh,
1: actually uh, cycling I do only for commuting and i started cycling about 10 years back to work okay, mm. okay it. so and you
0: started everything more more or less 10 years from uh you know like back so was it like overwhelming because you started so many things like you're running you're compost, and then this also cycling to work so was it like uh too much of a change or it was fine it was it just went insane
1: yeah it me. is fine and compost is getting done in the balcony and running is happening once in a while so but yeah. running. Is me confidence that okay if I can run 10 kilometers I can cycle 10 kilometers because cycling yeah, is easier right yeah. so uh, and also that time I wanted little more uh, um, you know um, predictability in my office uh, commute mm. uh, I didn't want to get stuck in traffic jams and all so I said okay I'll get some exercise also but more yeah. importantly I can leave whenever I want and I will not get stuck in traffic jams. yeah so that's how yeah. I started cycling and I used to cycle quite uh, not very often once mm. a week twice mm. a week mm. Mm. but then traffic kept getting worse and worse then it came down to a point that i could not drive or take the take a cab it just became too bad mm. so i said okay i will cycle every day let's yeah. see what happens yeah. i first case i'll become tired and i'll work from home on that day got right? it that mm. first case yeah so so that's how it started and then um so the cycle to work is a platform actually started by Satya Shankaran. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the bicycle mayor of Bangalore. Mm-hmm. So this was made to track how many cyclists are actually commuting uh, mm-hmm. to work in Bangalore. And it is not just Bangalore actually. Uh, the portal is uh, uh, it covers many other cities, uh, mm-hmm. countries. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, did you approach
0: to the mayor or uh, how was it,
1: or it you just? Known. I just i just know him so he okay. said that okay we should uh since you people are cycling to work uh, why mm. don't you get uh, your colleagues to also sign up for it so mm. all they have to do is uh, track their mileage to office uh, office mm. and back Got it. uh, it's a platform which will pick it out from your strava so mm. whatever you track on strava and uh, on the platform if you have registered and entered your office address it is just going to track those uh, rides. Yeah. Uh, so, like that, it's it it started like in 2018 October, and Go all ahead. of us started hacking, Then we realized that lot of people in Bangalore cycle, despite yeah. all that thing about that, you know cycling is dangerous. There are no roads to cycle, and all. I we found that in my company there were 200, 100, 200 people cycle on a regular basis maybe traffic for cyclists Yeah, and it is also very uh, dangerous it's not yeah. uh, very cyclist friendly but still yeah. people cycle yeah. because it's faster it's yeah. faster than driving Yeah, uh, maybe. so was there any trying. resistance
0: initially was there anything like you know security wise you felt like uh, you know uh, no, no, I had as no a female concern.
1: no I had no concerns Okay. I mm. think Bangalore is very friendly toward uh, women in general mm-hmm. and of course there are sometimes some incidents are there uh, mm. partly because you're a woman but also because you're a cyclist people think you don't belong here it's their road, yeah Uh, but the road the road belongs to everybody especially if you go by speed right the cyclist Mm. is fastest among all so i i need the middle lane cycling is you know between places it's very very easy yeah this is something that i think which is why yulu also came up yulu uh, by yes, it, right like exactly, to realize the real plasma connectivity is very easy through sexism.
0: yeah absolutely wonderful uh, coming to plant based choices now you 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 know you choose to uh, go with the plant based meal or how it started so,
1: uh, i think veganism as uh, or plant based uh, diets uh, these i think these things uh, i've been hearing about and uh, as such i'm not a very fond. Of dairy, so I thought that you know, why not I something different? Mm. And um, I found that yeah, it was actually good for me to avoid dairy mm. um, and or at least limit it quite a bit. I mean, yeah. Again, I don't say that you know, completely avoid something, can't even uh. have one person. Mm. Uh, I not started noticing that if I was not having dairy, I was actually feeling better. Got it. Uh, and of course, uh, dairy free doesn't mean that it's healthy, or plant based doesn't mean it's healthy. I mean, the idea is to have more whole food, plant based. Uh, yeah cruelty animal, the uh, which avoids animal cruelty yeah. so in general I feel that um, there has to be many aspects on it's uh, about why uh, you should make a change in diet as as can have multiple, uh, so what encouraged
0: you It was was it just a random thing that you uh, chose because of your uh, sustainability uh, affection to? I should just uh, try because I am not yeah, a daily I mean, fan
1: number one thing is I want to try something uh, so I tried it and I said that okay my stomach is better hmm. uh, and then People will say that okay, you do you are not getting calcium, yeah. right? You are not getting b yeah. 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 Uh, but actually, then I anyway when I do tests, I find that no, everything is normal. So uh, if I was if I am not having any dairy at all, like zero dairy, mm. still my calcium level is good. So what does it mean? Yeah. It means that I don't need dairy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and in addition, that there, there is calcium in plant-based foods also. Foods also, and yes, there are people who have dairy and are calcium and vitamin D deficient. Absolutely. So um so there is actually you know, people just uh, go by what they have been told for many years in fact this yeah. milk revolution when it happened they started selling this uh, that uh, that milk is good for you mm. and maybe milk is very good for person who is uh, having malnutrition and does not have anything else yeah right? or maybe in uh, limited quantity quantities milk is good and even yeah. ayurveda says that ghee and milk is good but yeah I, but the milk is
0: very good yeah uh, exactly where they,
1: they, they, the mankind will uh, come something which is meant to be taken as medicine Mm. is being taken every day like food yeah right uh, it's see, if you if a medicine is working for you it doesn't mean that you should eat it every day and you'll be healthier at the end of maybe yeah. too much of something is poison
0: absolutely and yeah. the
1: other thing is so health aspect i think a lot of people are not meant to have dairy it just does not agree with that. and okay. even while growing up i could not have much dairy Got uh, it. i grew up practically without eating much dairy but then whenever i would have it i would have a little bit of it and that was okay Got but it. then when um, when i was pregnant I was told that you should ha- have so much of milk mm. I just could not drink it I would have a stomach upset so I just quit I said I not have that mm. so th- I was given some uh, powder milk powder or something with lots mm. of things added in it I-, I just had to throw it away um, I took whatever supplements were required and that was uh, that's how I managed and even okay. my son has the same problem he cannot mm. have a lot of dairy but once in a while he can have some ice cream or something and that works so uh, in terms of stomach I think uh, quitting Dairy really helped. Uh, then another aspect is that, yes, sustainability part. Uh, mm-hmm. Environmentally, you know, plant based diets are what are uh, going to work out in future yeah, yeah. for most of the people. Uh, and mm, because the carbon footprint of a plant based diet is much lower. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And the third aspect is the part of ethics and cruelty against yes. animals, right? Yes. Um, you would not take away milk from a human being, uh, a human child, and give it to another human child. Yeah. So why would you do that? do that to a cow absolutely and it's not yeah. as if you're really taking care of the calves yeah it's uh, they are getting slaughtered because yeah. you, you want the cow's milk
0: exactly and
1: so from all these aspects i think even if you know somebody does not uh, become a vegan and uh, uh, completely replace their milk consumption i think it is uh, you should just really limit it because it's not good for anybody yeah um, absolutely and uh, yeah the, and the, of course there are people who have that level of activity uh, that they need a lot more calories calories a lot more fat for them i guess they can have dairy uh, but then uh, i'm sure you can really limit it yeah or you no can find alternates have, uh,
0: like, yeah yeah i think yeah there are Absolutely. so
1: many alternatives widely available now totally. Uh, totally so you're not depriving yourself see, anytime you feel like you're depriving yourself of something you will not be able to continue to it for long yes so i feel that uh, people should really try out things and see what works you no know, uh, they should also feel satisfied after having that alternative yeah. like a uh, coffee with uh, cashew milk it is yeah. very nice yes and, uh, it's tastier it's, it's, I it's think it's like tastier it really cashew milk tastes very good with coffee yeah. people will still go for the same thing that you know dairy which uh, uh, they are just used to it uh, but yeah. then if they have it they realize, only if you try something you will realize that things good yeah. because if uh, everybody, nobody tried anything then we would not ever make any progress.
0: absolutely thank you that's a wonderful point actually because change it has to be constant and it, it, there is no no other choice to it so uh coming to uh you know uh, one of the uh, thing which i also loved about uh you know um, so one of the thing uh you j- uh, the books you have been recommending all the time so, so the roar one of the uh you know uh, recently we connected on and uh, i did ask about it so um i mean i just wanted to understand that uh then being a female what are the f- as far our, uh, monthly cycles are concerned and everything so that brings house uh to kind of a uh, sit back or you don't want to go for your run and everything. so do you have any suggestion uh, on those lines for our uh, female listeners especially
1: so i think monthly cycle is different for everybody it's uh, maybe a maybe little difficult to generalize so there are people who feel okay to exercise on their period period days and then there are uh, women who don't feel like they should exercise I think it's your own choice and there is no right or wrong there yeah. if you run on a period day and you feel better after that it means it's the right yeah. and if you feel very bad after that that completely low energy energy and uh, a lot of cramps then maybe it's not the right so apart from that I think, I think uh, the fact that you have menstrual cups now available I think it really good for women who are really active yeah. and not just for running, cycling but you know people who are on their feet for a long time yeah. uh, menstrual cups are very good and plus they are also uh, environmental like you can use a menstrual cup for like five to ten years yeah so there is nothing to throw and it's very easy to use yeah. um, and uh, whether you have light flow or heavy flow both uh, both uh, you ways know, it works can, yeah
0: absolutely great what i want to understand is when you see yourself do you plan to go for a triathlete
1: as well or would you like to try that because uh, you have tried most of triathlon i think uh, it's not like i can't do it it's probably healthier to be a triathlete because Mm. you have three different activities. So you don't really, you won't uh, get uh, running injuries. Uh, You would, because these are cross-training exercises. Yes. um, uh, But then, I think it's the, the, my deterrent is the time it takes to train for triathlon. Okay. Um, First of all, running is, I think, uh, gives you the most uh, bang for your buck in terms of exercise. The time that you spent in it and the calories you um, burn, I think running is very easy, I feel like. Uh, it. It doesn't take you too much of your time. Mm. It's something that you can do, like training for a half marathon while you're fully uh, uh, like having a full-time job. Yeah. It's, it's possible. Most people yeah. maybe they don't go for full marathon, but they train for half marathon. Yeah. But the same thing, if you know what is a half marathon equivalent of uh, a cycling, it's like ninety kilometers of cycling. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Where would you train for it? Yeah. Does our country have places where you can train safely for that? Yeah. So people do train on highways. They go to yeah. highways and train. I think. It's very dangerous, it's worse than uh, you know cycling on uh, city roads because yeah. city roads people expect that there will be pedestrians and cyclists yeah. on highway. Nobody even has the patience for that because
0: yeah.
1: uh, our highways are meant only for vehicles. Yeah, so I feel that it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the amount of time it will take to train for a triathlon I don't think I have that kind of time. Uh, I can't go in the morning and come back in the afternoon. Yeah, right? I want my workout to be done in the
0: morning.
1: Correct, yeah, and, uh, great. <laughs> Pool. Mm-hmm. Um, a triathlon, you have to swim in open water. Yeah. You need to learn uh, pick up a different skill, right? Swimming is yeah. a skill, skill. You, have to yeah. pick up. you have to practice regularly. Yeah, um, so I feel that uh, these are deterrents the amount of time it takes to do it. I would go in you know, a splash in a water pool, I'll feel very happy about it. Yeah, and cycling, I feel that okay, it's really good as commuting commute yeah. uh, within a city. Yeah. But if I'm going outside the city, I will go in a
0: car. Got it, yeah. <laughs> got it, great. Great. So, um, just a last question to close uh, our uh, conversation today uh, would be that five things which you really feel you
1: are, since we are on a blessed girl show, five things you really feel about being blessed? Oh, okay. I don't know if I can tell five, but yeah, a few. Sure. Things. I think right now, the fact that we have the freedom to try out, whether it's freedom from family or from outside, because I think women, even 50 years back, did not feel that they could. Just put on shorts and go out and run. Yeah. They could not have done it. It would have been very difficult. Even 20 years back, it was difficult. Absolutely. Uh, So, there is some change, social change, that makes it possible for you to go out and uh, not get completely beaten up and uh, harassed, abused. Mm. And people, and it is, I think it is, you have to thank women who have gone out and done these things so that people know that "Ah, it's okay for women to be outside.
0: Absolutely absolutely
1: okay yeah. and uh, see other thing is i think financial status why is it that people who are blue-collar work workers like waiters uh, your security staff cooks maids why are they not able to get exercise yeah because they are busy earning their living from dawn till night yeah. uh, you are able to take out that time because you can say that no i will not work during this time i will work on my fit. right they yeah. cannot they don't have that luxury yeah uh, there are people who work as maids they get yeah up in the morning they cook for their family then they come and work in 10 houses Yeah. by the time when they go back they don't have any time for exercise they actually need some exercise because they are bending down and working and all that so they need rest Also, but they also need good nutrition and exercise they just don't have time for it they are just busy making their living absolutely so you have to be thankful of your social status that you are able to delegate some work get some work done Mm. uh, by your you know you're either uh, managing with health of your spouse or uh, yeah. with uh, hired health, yeah uh, you have to take cognizance of the fact that you are getting time to do uh, sure. what you want to do
0: absolutely that's uh, wonderful yeah
1: and then the uh what's the third thing i think third thing is that you have to be grateful for your uh, gift of uh, your body yeah. and uh, mind yeah right uh, because there are many people who are uh, who cannot do this because they have some S- issues they have some yeah Problems. of course there is way to get better from there but then yeah. Yeah, we all have our mental we all have physical uh, and mental some disabilities there that you will have some issues in your body but then it's allowing you to, to sustain yeah. right? it yeah and also sustain it and uh, endure it yeah. so both body and mind actually yeah uh, both are important totally um, so in terms of body, let's say, of course, when I started 10 years back, I could not run for more than 10 minutes. Mm. But uh, now I can run for an hour. I don't feel much. And so it means that my body has uh, evolved over the last 10 years to um, uh, tolerate the stress of running and not feel yeah. too stressed. Mind does not feel stressed. Also.
0: Rather find the joy in the running, you know. Being, yeah, you find the joy. But in,
1: yeah, so uh, earlier also I found the joy, but I was much slower. Mm. Uh, and I could not run for a long time. Mm. But now I can run for a long time and yet I can find the joy in it. Yeah. So what has changed from then to now that you have trained your body, you have trained your mind. Mm. But if you but there are a lot of people actually who have not been able to do that, either they have given up. They say that okay, running is not yeah. for me, or, if yeah. it run slow, uh I will run less, uh, no need to run. But there are people who have actually had injuries or they have had accidents oh. and they cannot do it. Yeah. And it can happen, you you think that it can't happen to you, but it can, something like that can happen to you. So every time you go and run a marathon and you do mm-hmm. some hard workouts, uh, you have to yeah. feel a little grateful that, okay, yeah. I
0: I, I could do died. it. Yeah, I could stand yeah, it. And that
1: I did not die while doing <laughs>
0: it. <laughs> Thank you so very much for uh, giving your precious time and uh, sharing such a wonderful insights. And I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot of value at. Uh, you- thanks, Vund. For-